0: Hey everybody. Welcome to the Small Winds Podcast. I am Dan. This is Ian. We are the co-founders of the Small Winds Academy. This show is designed to give sales minded entrepreneurs tools and strategies for their internal and external businesses for growth. Talking about growth. Everything that we do here is designed to be a resource for growth. Special hello to the champs in our Small Winds Society, like always. To kick it off, here's, here's the truth. As a brand strategist, I'm always swimming in the deep, tools of communication strategies and target audience research and communication clarification. And so I'm often having conversations with Ian about all of this. And in doing so, we're always kind of pushing each other back and forth on distilling the practice of refining how we find our ideal client or our target audience or our avatar. And no matter what, there's always seems to be so much to it. We keep trying to strip away processes and strategies, but then it comes down to it. We're like, well, this Two also needs to happen. So the other day, Ian and I were chatting about it, and he just said to me, like he does, sometimes very point blank, well, then what two questions would you ask? Just do two. Where would you start? What are the two things that you say with somebody to help them do their target audience?
1: I sound just like that too, so it's spot on.
0: (laughs) It might, it actually, we get it a lot, how much we sound like each other. (laughs) And when I think back to all the businesses that I've partnered with and where I've been on large-scale brand concept development or video projects with them, and fundamentally, we always start with brand strategy and we start with branding foundation. And there's two questions that I always come back to. It's, it's the question of what problem do you actually solve? And then the second question is, why does it matter? And the thing is, is most of my partners in the past answer that question incorrectly. They sell, uh, well, I sell, um, I sell Pop-Tarts. And I'm like, why does it matter? Uh, well, because everyone needs to eat And I've never actually worked with Pop Tart, but that's just a simple example of how a business could answer those two questions and be wrong. Yes, you sell
1: because the two questions are they're not wrong questions to ask. It's they're not. It's the finish line that we want to get to.
0: And those two questions themselves, if you're not in a if you don't already have the posture of digging very deep, you never get the true answer that you actually need, which is why I don't think, yeah, those questions aren't flawed. They're great questions if you are a brand strategist and you are sitting down with a brand in front of you and you're building the target audience. But what about when you are just a real estate agent or a a private line insurance agent? What if it's very specific to what you are doing and your mind isn't on a holistic picture? Ian brought up this concept. He said, you know, I'd heard this somewhere about asking one question five times, the same question over and over. And I was like, is it why? Is it the why? And he's like, yes. So, uh, And I loved Ian shared it. And I was like, right away, I was like, well, there we go. This has got to be something we talk about on the show. Because I think some of us intuitively answer this question when we're digging into our target audience. But I don't think intuition is enough to say that this is a shared experience in entrepreneurship. So I want you to tell that why story that you had mentioned.
1: Yeah, for sure. And this is because... If we were to make a peanut butter picture spread, peanut butter spread picture. I really stumbled over that, right? But (laughs) you've got a lot of competitors in your space. And what they do argumentatively is very similar to what you do, but your ideal client is likely very different than theirs. And so there's a pitfall that gets created in trying to find the answer, Daniel, that you just said, or to the, is to the two questions that you asked, what problems does my offer actually solve? And where does this problem happen for my clients? It's great to know that that's the finish line, but I, and you, and we constantly talk to business owners that fall into this pitfall. And the pitfall is they have a bunch of frustration around. I just need to know where my ideal client is. I wish I knew where my ideal clients like hung out. It's, it's super hard to figure out where they spend time. What's the secret to discovering who my tribe is going to be? Those types of questions. And I think there's the easy way out of that is to, answer, to only ask the questions that you just said. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. You tell me, What's the what are the problems that you that your product actually or your service actually solves? If you already are doing a common type of business that has a million competitors, you're going to answer that really vanilla. The, the same
0: what, what, way everyone else is going to answer it.
1: Same way that everyone else yeah. is going to answer it. And so you may think that you've actually gotten deep, but you haven't. And so I would say that no matter where you're at on your path and your journey of defining who your ideal client is, asking the why question five times in a row will help you distill it even further. It can always go deeper to some level of specificity. And, you know, whatever. There's going to be someone here blowing us in the chat. It's like, there is an end. Right, but right. <laughs> and this concept, this ask why five times. You know, I wish I'd come up with myself. It wasn't. It's a really, really old concept that probably outstrips even like when people are writing down business books. But I would say the first time I came aware of it when I was when it's when I was reading The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. In addition to a, a you know a handful of concepts that are fantastic for any entrepreneur to understand, any startup to go down the path of, he spends a little bit of time describing this period of his career when he was with Toyota. And when they were trying to solve problems and get to the root of why and what they needed to do, that they would go through this process of asking why five times in a row. Because what was essentially the problem on the surface uh, ultimately wasn't the exact thing that they needed to fix. There was something deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And you can take this concept and apply it to lots of different things, but specifically for our conversation here, I have found it wildly helpful. I know you have too, right? Of like talking. To people as we try to help them navigate and discover their ideal client about why those people buy your product or why those people pay for your service
0: i can think of a time i was having a conversation with a mechanic a younger guy him and his wife had their own spot he had a lot of questions about branding and about content he's highly qualified got a lot of certifications as a specific tech and that's kind of what he leads with so what's the problem you saw? Well, I have the I have full certification for this car model, and so I know every single nut and bolt about it, and I can make the best changes and services, and I do it for an honest rate. And I'm like, okay, but like, why? Nobody knows what that means. So why? He's like, well, I I do it because I you know I want to be good at it, and I was like, why? He's like, well, I like when people uh, trust me because there's not a lot of trustworthy people in my industry, and it's like, why? Well, a lot of people have been bad things have happened to them. And like women in particular, they're taken advantage of. And I was like, why? And he's like, well, the, you know, our culture. And he's like, you can tell, I kept saying why. And his blood pressure is kind of raising a little bit. He's like, I didn't know I was going to answer all these questions. And then it comes down to, it was like, why? Yeah. And I was like, well, our, our culture doesn't anticipate and respect women in the way that they should be respected in this industry space. And that's what I do. And I was like, then there's your answer, dude. Not only does this help your branding and your messaging, but now you know exactly how to talk to who you're talking to. And I swear to, I mean, I like watched it's, you know, I get goose. I'm remembering it getting goosebumps because I watched the light bulb go off in his head. You know, and we didn't even do a lot of work together. We just had a conversation about it and pushing why that many times based off of those first two questions gave him so much clarity yeah. and so much confidence. And he's like, right. you know, the the thing for a lot of people Internet. when they come to, oh, hold on. When they oh, yeah. come to the realization through strategy, before they get to the strategy, they think, why would I invest in that? I already, already have clients. I'm already doing work. And a lot of times in brand strategy, we do work for people and we uh, clarify what they might have already known. And we said, congratulations. And sometimes they're like, well, do I get my money back because you didn't learn anything new? He <laughs> said, no, now we have research. Now we have we can show our math. Like That's yeah. why it's so valuable to ask these questions so many times because sometimes you will discover what you're missing. I and remember the example
1: that you just shared for this gentleman who runs that auto shop, right. Mm-hmm. By asking the question of why five times he answered, what problem do I actually solve for my clients? And when, and where does this problem actually happen? Which if we recall at the beginning of our chat
0: is right, like two those big are the two boys. questions
1: that you need to ask. So the five whys is not necessarily just a fun exercise so you can gain clarity. And like, yeah, those are the outcomes of it. Yeah, for sure. But the truth is, is that it asks, it frames you to answer the question correctly and in a way that, like you said, Daniel, shows your math. So it answers a bunch of additional questions in follow-up.
0: And while it frames it, I, I said it a second ago, but I want to say it again because this to me is what I get excited about. That is such a powerful tool to have that type of clarity. And the problem that you solve. Read as many books as you want. Listen to as many podcasts as you want. Go to as many seminars as you want. But if you know what you truly do for the people that you sell to, then everything comes clear. It comes simple. The way that you communicate, what content should I make? Should I invest in a content strategy at all? Well, yeah, now I can because I actually know who I'm talking to and I'm not going to feel like I'm in a sinking canoe with a broken paddle as I'm going upstream, which a lot of people is how they feel when they they think, oh, I just need to start putting stuff out there. And they don't know who they're talking to.
1: When you ask why five times, you get to this level in your answers where you're no longer thinking about your direction towards the client. You're thinking about the client towards you. And that, that, that AM radio station we always joke about, right? W-I-I-F-M. What's mm-hmm. in it for me is what the client is listening for. And so when you ask that question, why five times in a row, it changes the position a lot of times. So if you see yourself answering that when you're trying to start the conversation space around like, who's my ideal partner? Like you said, that individual was toting some sort of like, oh, I can do this because I'm certified.
0: Which isn't a mistake. And it's like valuable for him to have those. But suddenly you leave, you leave your education and now you're actually in the field and it's like, okay, that's not what's going to actually close deals for you. (laughs) You know, like,
1: yeah, but it's tough because. You know, we have to go through those steps a lot of times. A lot of us, we have certifications mm-hmm. or education, or we have some sort of a formal training that is the foundation for why we can operate in the industry space that we do. But that is a, a like the bar bare minimum in the expectation right. of our clients' mindset, right? Right. Just because your license doesn't mean that, it, like, that they should work with you. Mm-hmm. It also doesn't mean that you know who exactly you help the best, right? Yeah. So cute that you're licensed, but you know what? So is all your competitors.
0: This is what it looks like when messaging goes like what you what we're just talking about. Mm-hmm. I am always, you know, I'm building my target lists. Sometimes I, I, you know, I'm taking a bite of a sandwich and I have an idea for a different demographic. You know, I haven't worked with this type of business in a while. I'm gonna do some research and see how they're doing in their world and their messaging and their online, in their digital presence. So yeah. I'm working on uh dentists. I just I was like, you know what? I'm gonna t- check out dentist office. What what's there? what what are their opportunities in their business communication after 10 websites 10 websites every website says your colorado springs dentist the headline on every website yeah and i was like this is almost like an example that if i was teaching a course to college students on brand messaging and your target audience this would be an example of an industry space that desperately needs someone to come in and say why 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 to every single one of them because the truth is is they all have different target audiences I found maybe two out of 15 local dentistries that like got that. And so the people in those dentistries who went to college, who have a doctorate in dental and they have dental hygienists who've been in school for years, oh, suddenly it's not mattering because <laughs> when someone comes and interacts with you online in that space, it's, it's a wash it's lost.
1: You're not wrong. And I think that if we're really honest and we reflect even in our own industry vertical, we can look around us and realize that most of our competition has not gone through this exercise. So if you're listening right now and you've been trying to think of something dynamic that can help you set yourself apart, become revolutionary, you know, inspirational, all of those things to not just your competitors, but all to your end consumer, doing this is a huge deal. It's a huge deal.
0: These conversations are always really hard because they are the tip of the iceberg to how investing in strategy can transform the way that your target audience, your ideal clients, your avatar feel connected to your business. To the point to where like you're no longer selling because you understand them so well that they feel like you're just talking to them like a friend. That's the goal. That's the goal of asking these questions is to instead of saying your Colorado dentist, you suddenly know how to message your words to say like your family matters. Your your family dedication to their family's house is so important. And to us, it's even more. You're like, oh, wow, that really roughly is targeted at parents and the safety right. of their family. And it's suddenly more meaningful than your Colorado dentist.
1: Like you said, it's just the tip of the iceberg. It is the first slide that causes the avalanche. But- when we talk with entrepreneurs all the time and we get asked questions on how to improve their business, what they can do to grow, all those types of things, they are desiring a very big avalanche. And this is one of those things that can start the avalanche. This is one of those things. You you get this, right? And you, you, like you just said, Dan, you get clarity, you know exactly who you are. Now all of a sudden your business is, is operating at a level where like the consumer is just blown away by how much... They feel like you care how much they know. Now they're infectious with the opportunity to not just engage with your brand, but share it with other people that they know, like, and trust. And your business is going to grow because of it. That's the avalanche that we all want. And there's no shortcut. That's why the pitfall of trying to figure out who your ideal client is all the time feels insurmountable. That's why there's a million articles online that just talk to the top high level of like what it is. Oh, get uh, your
0: demographics. So,
1: <laughs> is like down. Yeah. Cool, man. Who the cares?
0: Where are they? Like, are they online? Yeah, everyone is online. Yeah. Facebook just announced that I think they have 3.88 billion users across the Meta U- Metaverse. That's yeah. that's half of the world. So if the question is where's your audience, get out of here with that weak question. That's not going to help you refine who you're truly selling to.
1: All right, look, the pitfalls that we were talking about before, we even in at the Small Wins Academy, we fall into them ourselves. When we're trying to make sure that we are addressing our ideal client, we—that this is what everyone does—you you do it all the time. So if you feel like you're sensibly have fallen into that pitfall before, you feel like you're not completely clear on who your ideal like client is, or you passionately desire a deeper, clearer understanding of who your ideal client is, so you can get more fulfillment out of just who your clients apps who they are and how they engage with your business, then going through the process. Of figuring out exactly what you sell, exactly what your product is, and asking why does your end client, your ideal client, care about that? Why? Put yourself in your customer's shoes. Tune into the radio station, the AM radio, WIIFM. Ask those why questions five times. And what you will uncover is the piece that you need to start the avalanche for your business. (laughs) Are you in control of sales, business development, or growth for an organization or everything because you're in control of the entire company? What we know is there are no obstacles you'll face in your business and entrepreneurial journey that someone hasn't already solved. And You can find those people and solutions at the Small Wins Academy. Let's face it, every successful organization started with just one person. So why not join our community of like-minded entrepreneurs who know that the cost of entry to the Small Wins Academy is more than worth the value that you'll receive. Seeing is believing. So go to smallwindsacademy.org now. Watch our video and let us show you how Small Wins Academy builds success.